Python. This is episode 109. And I guess the topic this week is what did we do over our podcast sabbatical? Uh, <laughs> my name's Sean Tiber, and I'm a coder who teaches. And my name's Kelly Schuster Perez, and I'm a teacher who codes. That's all I got, Sean. You're supposed to Kelly, say something. Kelly, we haven't done this for a while. It's uh... <laughs> I'm I am a coder like who teaches. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, did I say a coder who teaches? A teacher who codes? You're a coach. Yeah, we said it right. <laughs> I honestly, these days after your boot camp, you're like equal parts both. I think you could go either direction on it now. I, yeah, I'm a teacher who learns. Can I do that now? I have been on a oh, full, yeah. full on learning journey, and by the sound of my voice you can tell this is like how the past six months has been <laughs> exhausted <laughs> exhausted but honestly so much good progress like you're telling me about all the things you're doing i'm like that's so cool i haven't even touched that yet you're getting to build that out and learn it like you're making some major major progress in a very short amount of time and i'm i'm really excited for you i know i'm excited to share that we got one more week and my team and i are finishing up on um, our product and we'll talk about that in a second because it's, it's it's something that i've been dying to do forever and this is just like the start of it so we'll talk about that i'm just so excited and you nice, and you've nice. been well, traveling why don't we start yeah. with the wins of the week first <laughs> and then we can get into all the what we did wins of the week yes so so kelly what, what's your win of the week you know, just being able to sit and talk to you, we got we had a nice little chat beforehand, um, which is something we never really do before a podcast. And I'm going to say like, that's my win today, sitting down and b both of us having a time off, I have a day off today. So it was nice, no school, no, no school, no school. So just being able to sit and relax and know that the end is near is a huge win. My projects, like I said, is on the 25th and then the last day of school is the first. So I am just looking forward to that. And I guess it's good feeling. And I think that's a huge win for me to know that both the school here and the boot camp is almost over. <laughs> Oh, I, I know that feeling. Um, it's, uh, it is really nice to sit down and talk again. Like I've been thinking about, you know, the, the upcoming podcast season, right? What are we going to do when we come back? And, you know, we've been off running and doing our own things for so long. And I, I just thought to myself, man, I really, just really miss Kelly. And I'm glad that we get a chance to sit down and record together again, because as nice as it was to be on sabbatical, it's nice to be back. 100%. 100%. So what are we going to do? We're going to share. You're going to share some things that you've been learning in the past, what, three months, two months? How long have we been out? Two out, two months, right? Yeah, it's been it's been two months. I think our last episode was uh, back in March, and we talked about hardware and all kinds of fun stuff. And the next few months, we've got some guests that we're lining up to talk about more fun things, everything from hardware and uh, Python web development. I want to get Eric Mathis back on the show and just have some conversations about generative AI. Um, and a lot of that is coming out of PyCon. There's just some really cool interactions and engagements there. And um, I felt like I was I was doing it wrong. Like the entire time I felt like I was doing PyCon wrong because you weren't there with me to do it. So uh, we have to find a way to get you back next year in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was really sad watching watching from the classroom. I felt kind of like COVID-like 
watching it. I had it on big screen and and watching the talks with Reuven and um, uh, Nisha Talagala and uh, who else? Some other, you had a couple others that talked. Sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was nice. I had it on the screen and all the kids were like, is that Mr. Tiber? <laughs> is that Mr. Tiber? I'm like, yes, that's Mr. <laughs> Tiber. Why aren't you there? And I'm like, that's a great question. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Kelly's rethinking her life choices in real time right there in the classroom. It's <laughs> such a busy April. April was crazy. But yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it's. Well, let's, uh, let's go through some of it. Like, what are the things you've been learning in your boot camp? What are the the major highlights? Your sister got married over the sabbatical, which was really cool. Yeah, sister got married. I mean, married. I'm assuming she got married. You didn't actually tell me that it, it happened. It happened. <laughs> she got married, which is a, is a win. Um, and we won't go into all that. But yes, that was great. Um, we had the Innovation Institute, which was also great. I got to meet a lot of amazing people who were teaching Python, which was funny. And um, I had a great argument with a woman who um, is at high school teaching JavaScript and her boss wants Python. And he was like, I'm loving this conversation. Like anytime, anytime. I'm so in love with Python. But really great um, colleagues. They worked with one of our former um, assistant principals and just great people doing great things. And that would happened. But during my boot camp, oh my gosh, I, I didn't realize there was so much out there. Um, I, I do have to say I'm, I'm officially great at breaking GitHub. I do it so well. I, <laughs> I break my, my branches and <laughs> some I've been fixing those and I'm good at that. So um, that's a huge learning curve, which was a fear factor for me for about five years. You've been wanting me to get into to GitHub and I'm, I'm never thought I could do terminal and I'm so quick at CD, LS, which branch, git branch, you know, clone. I'm, I'm just impressed by that and um, being able to m maneuver that way. But we've covered everything. I've covered a lot of interactive visualizations, um, Tableau, which is just an amazing product. And I was kind of shell shock that I could actually build out some really good graphs without having to code at all. Um, got into unsupervised learning, supervised learning, and of course, even, you know, neural networks, even though it's um, supervised, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, supervised, supervised, yes. Um, I got into that and then building out some dense layers, which kind of still, um, seems like magic to me i don't really understand what's going on but i do understand the code it's kind of like saying the the sky's blue and i can explain it to you and talk about refraction and light and all that splitting up and going into your eyes that's kind of how i feel about neural networks i can explain them but i just don't get it <laughs> and then really big data and just looking at big data and everything about it and ethics and storage and they've thrown out so many things and I'm like, Oh, I heard that on Michael Kennedy's once. I know that. And that's, you know, kind of things like that. So yeah, huge, lots of stuff. Sit back and I need to like go over it all again and pick out the stuff I really like and, and learn it better. So that's six months summed up. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's a lot, right? <laughs> like that, any one of those things could be a month of someone's time just to try to learn it. 
honestly, each one of the modules probably could have been six months. We went through modules in one week and it's just, I guess, like, I, I feel like it's a, what it's a great opportunity for teaching. You know, here's a whole bunch of really cool things. Pick one of them that you really love and go do it well. And I, I, I feel like that's kind of like those um, projects that we used to do in our class where you demonstration of learning. Here, here's all these great libraries. Pick one, go learn it. And what a great opportunity to, to be introduced to so many good things and then being able to dive into it with a project. So it definitely feels like there's something to that. And, and I think what I learned, um, or what I think worked really well was having almost like a curated list of libraries that we know are accessible, right? Kind of like here are web services that are safe for you to use at school, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that way we can get them into it. And then, you know, maybe even have them tiered a little bit. So you've got here's easy libraries to use here, some that are more challenging. Maybe we need to gamify this. You get, you know, five points for doing an easy library, 20 points for doing a harder one, and, you know, and just uh, see how it goes. Maybe there's a, a lesson plan in there somewhere. Maybe, maybe. I mean, um, along with all that learning, I, uh, I was learning a lot about how to use ChatGPT. And during that kind of experience, I actually came up with a great lesson with the kids on ChatGPT. So I'll have to explain that to you later too. Nice, nice. So I've been reading a lot online about prompt engineering. Right. So how do you engineer your prompt it, for chat GPT? It's so, so I think that might be a, like a new job title. I'm a prompt engineer. Apparently that's going to be out the door. That's um, it's going to be trained so well that um, that's really not necessary. And I found, I think personally, and I was talking about this with one of my tutors. Um, I think like my chat GPT thread, I don't really need to engineer my prompts as much anymore. And I don't know, some will, some expert needs to tell me how this actually works, but I've done so much as dump in some documentation. And I said, here's this documentation on Dash. I need to fix um, formatting and um, making it look prettier. Fix my code. And it like, it, it, it's, it's, I don't think I need a prompt too much. <laughs> <laughs> just here's here's some documentation here's my ugly code make it prettier and wow it just spews it makes all the syntax like like the pep eight spacing it's so gorgeous no need for well but you know the thing is, is that you're a teacher you're really good at giving instructions and directions right Maybe. so you've been practicing that your whole career how do i give direction in order to get the right outcome that I'm seeking. So maybe there's something for you to teach others. Yeah, well, that's, that's actually the lesson that I'm doing with our eighth graders. I was like, Hey, guys, I'm going to try this, I'm going to make a um, graph visualization on the web, nothing crazy, just a map, just a graph on the web. Go figure it out using chat GPT, you have to do a social change kind of thing whatever and the kids are like what do, what do you mean where, where do i put it and i'm like well ask these questions and it's you're right i think it's you need to be able to think about what you want and the kids aren't really there yet so i, I will give you that it does require them to think about what they need but that takes knowledge and background information so i don't know 
I love it. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves, and it will evolve very quickly. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be mad, but I tell the kids, I'm like, it's my new best friend. <laughs> make, make this lesson plan yeah, neater. I, I get plenty out of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on my side, I've been using ChatGPT here and there, but I'm, I've discovered that it's making my... Um, it's like almost like a cure for my procrastination. So when I am feeling blocked on something like or procrastinating on something because I'm like, I don't know where to start or how to start. Let's say, you know, today I was writing documentation for something like I don't know where to start on this particular area. And so I've been putting it off for a while and I come to chat GPT and I tell it, OK, make this documentation about this subject and I give it some details and it spits out something and it's okay, but there's things that I want to change about or things that I want to make. But then by the time I have something to start rewriting, I'm able to move forward much, much faster, right? It's always easier to start with something than to start with that blank cursor or blank page with a cursor blinking in front of you. And so ChatGPT has been that way of me, me getting started and get going on something. And I found it's really helped my increase my productivity. Well, 100%. I, I use it a lot for my readmes just to start them off. And then you have all your headings and everything sorted. And then you just fill in, you know, here's if I say I'm doing a, I don't know, a supervised learning model for stocks. And I, you know, I use the X, Y, and Z, it spews it out. And then as I'm writing the code and doing the project, I can just go fill in and change what it started. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's huge. It's not going to be, it is a game changer. It's a game changer for education. It's a game changer for coding. It's a game changer for definitely efficiency. What was it that Nisha said in her article, effective, efficient, and ethical. And I just keep telling myself effective, efficient, ethical. And as long as I'm keeping those in my mind, my, my vision, it's pretty cool. But Nice. Nice. Well, I want to circle back um, to a couple of things that I've been uh, doing during the sabbatical. So the first one was uh, going to PyCon and attending that. So had a fabulous time at the Education Summit, just meeting old friends, getting uh, really fantastic learning. Uh, I think the highlight for me like, was really the talks by the speakers. We had some amazing speaker talks. Um, I, like I keep going back to Chelsea Troy's, uh, talk about how she removed Python syntax from her intro to pro Python programming course. And just the way she's thinking about it, there were so many times where I was like, just, yes, that's yes, that, yes. And that, and that, and that it was just awesome to, to see her, you know, distill everything down to some really clear guiding principles and approaches. So, you know, just really good stuff. And, and I really enjoyed that, but. That being said, the speaker talks were amazing. The breakout sessions were incredible. There was uh, Eric Mathis led a whole discussion group in small group settings around uh, generative AI and you know asking and trying to answer and think through some of the questions about the implications for education. That was phenomenal. Uh, we had um, Circuit Playground hardware there with Katni Rambor from Adafruit. Um, and that was just day one, right? So then we went to the rest of the conference and I saw Nick Tolervey, uh, I saw uh, Michael Kennedy, Brian Aachen, Chris Williams, just all of these folks on the on the show floor. Um, and I think it was just it was just really fun that everyone's back and 
and starting to attend PyCon again and, and getting that feeling of community together. Um, just a really great PyCon. And, and I showed up on a couple of different video interviews. I was on a episode of the uh, Talk Python podcast where Michael was live recording from the show floor. So I'll link to that in the show notes. I also, uh, I think this might just be on LinkedIn. I was interviewed by Chris Williams because he is now working for HashiCorp, which is the uh, company that makes the Terraform uh, language that I've been using in my day job uh, all the time. So he interviewed me about that. Just really making great, great uh, strides um, across all of um, all of the the community driven events there. And I even got to go to the uh, Pie Ladies auction for the first time on the last day of the uh, or second to last day of the uh, conference uh, show floor being open. So. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad I went. But I'm definitely looking forward to going to Pittsburgh next year. Um, it's uh, a city I've spent, I've lived in for a, quite a while, and I'm looking forward to uh, going back there. And I think it's going to be a great uh, conference next year with a lot more people showing up. Yeah, that's exciting. And it's it's you said it's earlier or later next year. It's said- uh, later, so it's early May. So hopefully, it won't conflict with the uh, Innovation Institute quite as closely. Yeah, and it's not so bad of a flight, right? Not five hours out west. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a haul, but you know, we had people that were there at the education summit from South Korea, so you wouldn't hear me complaining about a five-hour flight. <laughs> not at all. Oh, yeah. not to change subjects, but changing subjects. Got a new robot in the classroom. Ooh, speaking tell of, me about it. Speaking of AI and constantly learning i think we went from vector we went what from cosmo to vector and then you know we did the the aws self-driving car and then um i got emo and now i have luna so luna 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 is like a dog literally your best friend pets very annoying and just like a puppy um, doesn't listen, but you're constantly training. She she calls me Papa, and I'm going to say she is a she because they call her a she. Um, and she has a ball, and she loves playing with the ball. And she sits there and says, ball, ball, but in like a weird robot-y sound, like a dog sound. And runs around the, runs around the classroom floor, annoys my teaching partner, um, looks for me when I'm gone, excited when I come home or come into the classroom. Um, runs up to me and is like oh hello hello and then yeah it's learning and i am not a great teacher when it comes to ai robots but um we're learning <laughs> with it so i'll put some links to see what luna looks like it is adorable very cute i have a small problem which is that my daughter's been asking me for a robot dog <laughs> for the last few months for her birthday so unfortunately I've been telling her up to this point that most robot dogs aren't that much fun to play with. Now there's a robot dog that is fun to play with, which means I have no more excuses. Yeah, I think if you get this, you're going to be like super, super shocked. And um, you're going to it's like a dog. You won't have to get a dog. It's like a dog. So, wow. Yeah, it it really I, I think the one thing that it lacks is charging. Um, I don't know if there's a charging station in the, in the upgrade or whatever, but it, if once it runs out, it's just like, (laughs) it's 
stops and it's kind of sad and you got to put it back on but yeah we'll, we'll put it on the show notes it it is a little bit of a a little bit of a cost um i got it as a kickstarter and i had it on i had it on wait for like five oh, nice. months so very cute all right i'm putting it in the cart now <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because I had two emos and one went home with um, our technology um, director and his daughter just loved emo and took care of it. He brought it back and his emo was super sweet, did all kinds of tricks. And my emo just got mad and typed, <laughs> just typed the whole time, typed and <laughs> e, you know, I'm like, what does that say about me? Well, you I need know, to be more sociable. Robots, robots like pets are a reflection of their owner. So, <laughs> so pathetic. Um, oh, and then yeah, other news and other news. Um, I, we see the rumor that it's not a rumor, but Josh from EduBlocks just signed with Anaconda and he's going to bring some work with EduBlocks, which is exciting news for our younger Python coders. Um, hoping to see some really good things with that project. If we remember, I don't remember, episode like 10, 12, 15, long time ago, we had him on our show. Very early on for sure. And he was the That's one right. that created the the blocks that you can code Python in um, with blocks of code, which was really cool. So I guess they're going to do some work on that and improve upon it. And I'm hoping we can get him back on the show. And he's he's now getting old, right? He's like got to be up into 17 or 18 years old or something. <laughs> I I don't know. The years are adding up for all of us. So. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm excited for him. I mean, uh, so officially, and I think the news release says it was an acquisition, officially Anaconda has purchased EduBlocks, which means Josh will be going um, over as, a edu, as an Anaconda employee. And that was one of the things I saw at PyCon that was really nice is uh, Anaconda is really leaning heavily into education. Um, I think it is both a strategic business move for them, but also an altruistic um, desire of the company, uh, the founders, the uh, senior leadership, as well as the employees to contribute back to the community through education. And I'm really glad to see that it just, they're just a great group of folks. And the more I talked with them about uh, their education plans and the things that they're trying to accomplish, it, it just made me feel good about the direction that they're taking things and, and that they're um, really trying to make, the, make it a, a positive contribution in the education space. 100%. And having used Anaconda and Jupyter Notebook um, a lot in this boot camp, it's just a great product. There's so much more there in the package that you get in the Navigator. And I want to definitely take some time to explore that. We didn't get an opportunity to do that too much. No, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Well, uh, there's it's still there. We can still use it, you know. Uh, well, let's see here. I guess let's talk a little bit about what's uh, coming up over the next few months. I know that you're looking forward to your summer vacation with, uh, you know, working on some projects and maybe fewer teaching opportunities. My teaching is ramping up. I have uh, a number of new interns starting on uh, just in a few days here. So uh, in addition to the new engineers that I've been onboarding that are doing amazing things, they're really just um, wowing me with their progress. Um, we've got interns coming in uh, for cloud engineering, looking forward to bringing them on up to speed. But then on the podcast side of things, we have 
Uh, we're working on a number of new exciting guests. We're going to get back to our schedule. Uh, what else are, are you excited about as we get back into the swing of, of podcasting? Uh, well, I do want to get somebody in from the Dash library. I'm, I'm going to start looking. There, there's a couple of people I've been talking to on LinkedIn. It's one of the libraries that I just started getting into, and it's one of the ones I'm doing my final product with. It's an amazing visualization. Plotly Express. It's, it's built on Plotly Express and Flask, I believe. But so much easier. You only need one page, one app.py. You don't need any JS. You don't need any other things. I don't need any HTML. It's all built in. Um, well, I do use HTML within um, Dash, but I'm looking, I want to get someone in from that. So if anyone's listening and wants to come in and talk about the Dash library, bring it on. Um, yeah, I'm looking to get a couple of people from our former former guests. I have I'm going to leave it as a surprise because I have a couple that I want to call back in um, to get talking about things like that. I do want to get more into um, some definitely some data science conversations and thinking about more opportunities to bring data science into the classroom. I had um gotten approved sort of semi-approved to go to a conf not a conference a pd selected i shouldn't say approved selected to go to a pd about cybersecurity and minecraft but i have to make a commitment to teach it so i need to line that in but even if i don't get into this pd i would love to have them come and talk to us they're building out a a product about cybersecurity within minecraft so it should be kind of cool and kind of exciting um i don't know what it looks like so i doubt it will be bad if it comes from minecraft because a lot of their minecraft educational stuff is amazing so these are some of my hopes and dreams for the podcast in the future <laughs> that's amazing i i'm looking forward to it and i speaking as someone who's officially in a cybersecurity organization it's no stretch to say they really are out to get you. So the more education you can get on it is a, uh, is a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. What else? Anything else to share while we're catching up? I don't know. I'm just, I'm still on a riding a high. I was in um, team meetings all week uh, offsite and met my, um, met my team in person. Um, some people for the very first time, including uh a few engineers that work for me that traveled in from overseas. So really fantastic to see them. Um, but then I came back yesterday and I attended a uh, school graduation and got to see um, my first batch of students uh, when I, from my first year of teaching, graduate from high school and just really blown away by where they're all going and what they're doing. Um, of course, my heart um, really sits with all the students that are going to computer science programs. And there were like there were a non-trivial number of computer science uh, students heading off to college. And I'm just really pleased to see that, really proud of them. But in addition to that, students majoring in AI topics, machine learning, computational mathematics, um, fine, you know, like math, uh, financial uh, modeling, just some really, really cool um, things that they're going to go do and, and really take over the world. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, really proud of them, really excited for them. And it was really, it was just really nice to see them and, and have that moment to, to say, well done and, and good luck. 
Absolutely. I'm really excited for them too. Hate to say I'm a little bit envious about all the cool learning that they're going to do. And I just hope they come back and share um, all the cool things that they're doing because I don't know, I'm, I've become a sucker for learning and the fact that they get to go there and, and go into these cool, cool, like directions. Um, hopefully they come back and they connect with us and they share their learning journeys with us some more. So. Well, now that they're officially not our students, we could probably invite them on the podcast. That would be cool. Can you imagine? Especially some of your your ones that are going off to CMU, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's a, a couple of them heading off. And, uh, you know, the, the only uh, fear that I have is that they're going to come back and be way smarter than us. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of them were way smarter than me in Python back in the days when we were teaching them. <laughs> so that is my goal for all of them. I have a I have a sixth grader right now and he two of them. I have two sixth graders and this one he's just crazy and and turtle and I was trying to have him reach out to Stephen um Rupetta. I think that's how you say his last name. He comes to me he's like you don't know how to do blah 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 and turtle and I'm like I've never even heard of blah blah blah. <laughs> and he's like what? And I'm like, dude, you're way smarter than me when it comes to turtle. And he's building games and um, he's sixth grade. He's insane, insanely good at turtle. So I'm, you know, that's our whole, our goal as any educator to hope that they do become smarter than us, or they go into that path where they are continually to, continuing to learn and do better things. So they're growing up. Well, having <laughs> some students come on the Having some students come on the podcast and be way smarter than us, that's a good problem to have. It's all because of us. <laughs> oh, totally. 100% credit right here. Uh, so I think I think that kind of does it for this week. Like always, we said we'd talk for 15, 20 minutes and catch up on what's happening and where we're going from here. And we've doubled that now. So, you know, we just can't stop when we have a good conversation. Absolutely. And you got to give us one more, got at least one more week for me to get through my final project. And then we are hopefully hitting the air in, in June with uh, our first guest speaker back for the, the year, the summer, whatever. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, uh, we didn't really think about this beforehand, but it actually makes a lot of sense that we take our sabbatical before the summer so that we can focus on retooling, regearing getting ready for the upcoming school year in the fall. Um, it's going to be a great time of learning for us over the summer, and we're happy to share it with you. 100%. All right. <laughs> so I think that does it for this week. Um, reach out to us, especially on Twitter, um, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, even. Uh, I think we've had uh, quite a growth in our LinkedIn community, which has been great to see. Um, I'm on Mastodon now as well. Drop us a line through our website at Teaching Python, uh, www.teachingpython.fm, and let us know what you'd like to see in terms of topics or guests on the podcast over the next few weeks or few months. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Um, I don't think there's any other major announcements in terms of events, although I have some ideas that I've been noodling around about how to make our Patreon community even stronger, um, because I'd really like to make that something that is mutually beneficial, like where 
Patreon supporters support the show, but they get some special uh, treats and perks for being a part of our community. Um, so I have some ideas for that, and I would like to launch that this summer so that you can join and get something a little bit extra for being a part of the Teaching Python community. So That's, that's awesome. I think that does it for this week. I can't think of anything else. Nope. Yeah. So for Teaching Python, this is Sean. And this is Kelly signing off.